This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. The American Gulf Coast suffered direct hits from two separate hurricanes recently. Hurricane Laura, a Category 4 storm, came ashore near Lake Charles, Louisiana, August 27th, causing an estimated $10 billion in damage. A second storm, Hurricane Sally, struck Gulf Shores, Alabama on September the 16th. Although Sally was weaker than Laura as a Category 2 hurricane, it stalled over the area, dumping two feet of water, especially in southern Alabama and the Florida Panhandle. Disaster relief officials for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's International Center in St. Louis visited the scene following both storms to assess damage and coordinate relief efforts with LCMS Southern District. One of the officials from the LCMS International Center is Dr. Kevin Armbrose. He met with Southern District President the Reverend Eric Johnson as the two toured the most recent damage. And now, today's Fast Track. Los Angeles County has expressed its intention to haul Grace Community Church Pastor John MacArthur back into court, attempting to secure a contempt ruling against him, which would involve hefty fines. On Monday, an L.A. Superior Court judge punted on contempt, but the county told MacArthur's lawyers that it intends to refile charges in another court. Earlier this month, Superior Court Judge Mitchell Beckloff issued a preliminary injunction allowing L.A. County to ban indoor church services, but the church has appealed that injunction. MacArthur's lawyers argue that since they're challenging the preliminary injunction, any contempt proceeding should wait until the underlying constitutionality of the county's coronavirus lockdown orders has been fully litigated. Yet Los Angeles County has refused to wait, instead rushing to use a constitutionally dubious order as a cudgel against Christians who insist on going to church. University of Iowa officials were put on notice yesterday after a Christian student group asked a federal appeals court to hold them accountable for targeting and booting the group off campus because it requires its leaders to follow religious beliefs. Officials at the University of Iowa kicked the business leaders of Christ off campus and put it on a religious watch list for simply requiring its leaders to sign a statement of faith. More than 130 medical professionals and scientists in Colorado have signed a letter of support of Proposition 115. That's a ballot initiative seeking to ban abortion after 22 weeks of pregnancy. Colorado currently has no laws regulating late-term abortion, either restricting the procedure or explicitly protecting it. As a result, abortions can take place up until birth. This November, Prop 115 will ask voters if they want to ban abortions in the state after 22 weeks of pregnancy unless the mother's life is threatened. If the ballot measure passes, doctors would face a three-year suspension of their license for performing or attempting to perform an abortion. Women would not be charged with seeking or obtaining an abortion. More than 150,000 people across Colorado signed a petition placing the initiative on the upcoming ballot. A handful of GOP senators, led by Georgia Senator Kelly Loeffler, introduced legislation yesterday that would further protect women under Title IX. 
Loeffler's Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act makes a biological male's participation in athletic programs that are designed for women and girls a violation of Title IX. The legislation would penalize schools receiving federal funding that permits such participation from biological males and threatens to pull federal dollars altogether. Loeffler's legislation targets Title IX's recognition of biological sex within women and girls' athletic programs and aims to ensure that sex is accepted as a base on a person's reproductive biology at birth. World Liquor News Digest will be back right after these messages. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran in St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's in New Athens and Trinity in Darmstadt, and we welcome you to listen to Wrestling with the Basics. Matt, 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 let go of me, man. No, it's not real wrestling. We're just talking about Bible issues. Oh, 9.05 Saturday mornings, 8.50 a.m. KFUO. Hi. I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. It is unprecedented that an LCMS district would be hit by two devastating hurricanes in two weeks, but here we are. Hurricane Sally brought damage and devastation to 19 of LCMS congregations in Alabama and Florida. At an early estimate, around 100 Lutheran families in the path of Hurricane Sally have been affected, including multiple church workers. In Pensacola, Florida, as floodwaters rose around their home, the Reverend Randy Blankenshain and his wife and three-year-old son took shelter at Emanuel Lutheran Church, where Blankenshain serves as the sole pastor. Just six years earlier, the Blankenshain's home was flooded in the April 2014 Pensacola floods and most of their belongings destroyed. In his words, we decided to ride it out there because that's where we rode it out last flood. Emmanuel is the oldest LCMS church in Florida. Most residents in the affected area did not evacuate before the hurricane, which had been expected to weaken to only a Category 1 or tropical storm before landfall. Instead, they were in their homes as the storm, with sustained winds of 105 miles per hour, crawled over them at only 2 miles per hour, dumping heavy rains for hours. Many Florida and Alabama residents were forced to evacuate or remain stranded until they could be rescued. More than 24 inches of rain fell on Pensacola during the course of the storm, and rainfall in nearby Bellevue, Florida, peaked at 30 inches, this according to AccuWeather. The Blankenship's home sustained significant flooding, then only the belongings that they'd moved to the top floor survived the storm. 
Seven of the Synod's historic black churches were among those in the path of the hurricane. All buildings have between 50 and 100 years old and have significant history in the LCMS and the Southern District. The Reverend Dr. Roosevelt Gray, director of LCMS Black Ministry, said, Those were seven of the 35 churches that Rosa Young started in the Southern District. All of those churches have a real history in the LCMS as part of the largest collection of historic black congregations in the Synod. One of those churches will be celebrating its 100th anniversary this year. One, Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Mobile, Alabama, is the last congregation in the South where we have a Rosa Young School still in existence. Volunteer opportunities based in Alabama will open up in the next couple of weeks, according to Ross Johnson, director of LCMS Disaster Relief. The response will be long-term, centering around mucking out flooded homes and removing fallen trees from people's homes, properties, and vehicles. In addition, volunteers' financial contributions will be crucial to the work that the Senate and the Southern District will do as they help fund equipment and materials to rebuild homes, grants to cover churches' insurance deductibles, and supplies that meet the immediate needs of those displaced by the storms. Already, said Blankenshain, the response from fellow Lutherans has been overwhelming, yet more financial help is needed, according to Southern District President Eric Johnson, as stated to Kevin Armbrust. So, so you've had two disasters now within a month or two weeks of each other, right? Right. So what has that done to the, the district's financial resources to help with the disaster? Yeah, so, so you know, it's, it's pretty unprecedented that, that you would have two hurricanes hit the same district within two weeks, right? And so we had a Category 4 Hurricane Laura that, that hit uh, uh, um, southwest Louisiana. And then two weeks later, we've got uh, Hurricane Sally that came in. And Hurricane Sally was a was, uh, high two. Uh, maybe it hit Category 3. But it sat over this area for almost 20 hours, dropping rain before the wind even came and then it just wreaked havoc with trees down you know everywhere so so Sally even though it was a lower category hurricane did far more devastation than Laura did the other thing is that we've got three or four congregations that were really affected in the Lake Charles area we have 19 congregations that were in uh, Hurricane Sally and every single one of those has has experienced some kind of damage to their church building every one of them has pastors that have some kind of damage to their homes. Uh, everyone has uh, congregation members that have some kind of, of damage. And so it's really stretched us thin financially. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm working to get the word out and asking those people that have already given so generously to, to continue to give, uh, you know, that, that we can now pivot and, and be able to help our congregations, our, our pastors, and our communities from Sally. And so the, the two major disasters within two weeks really has stretched us to the breaking point uh, of, of being able to have finances to help our congregations you know so we're just asking the the synod the people in our district or you know folks that are out there uh, you know to to, to come and, and help financially 100 percent of everything that's given through the southern district goes to disaster response um, so they can give with confidence as stated by southern district president johnson the double disasters are straining the district's finances there are a number of ways that donations may be made for relief efforts donations could be made directly to the southern district one way is to simply mail a donation to 100 Mission Drive, Slidell, Louisiana, 70460, and write Disaster Relief on the memo line. 
One of the best ways to contribute is by visiting the district's website at southernlcms.org. Then, click on the line titled Disaster Response. From there, donations may be made to specific disaster reliefs, such as Laura or Sally, or for both. Donations may be made also in memoriam to someone. Donations may also be directed through the LCMS headquarters at the International Center in St. Louis. To do that, by text, send the keyword LCMS Disasters or LCMS Hurricanes to 41444. It can also be done by telephone at 888-930-4438, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Central Time. A check made payable to the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod is also acceptable. Write either for disaster response or hurricane relief on the memo line and mail it to LCMS, Post Office Box 66861, St. Louis, Missouri, 63166-6861. But the church is not simply a building or a physical structure. It's people working to spread the gospel message and to help their neighbors. President Johnson notes that pastors and congregates alike are working together to help their neighbors and community, but it is vitally important that the gospel message be preached in both word and deed. So just President Johnson, as, as the district president of this, specifically this disaster now, from your point of view, you know what, what can the church do to help and, and, and how proud are you of your pastors? Really? They've, they've kind of come together and really helped their church and their congregations. Yeah, so you know what, what, what the church can do to help is what the church is, is already doing. And, and so, you know, we're, we're here at, uh, at Grace Lutheran Church in, in Pensacola. And as soon as the storm broke and, and, and was over, we were looking for places to be able to be uh, uh, hubs where we could drop off supplies and people could get them. Pastor uh, Heisman and the people at Grace immediately said, we'll be, we'll be one of those hubs. Uh, the folks at, at Redeemer Fairhope said, we'll be one of those hubs. And they began to to uh, receive donations from the surrounding uh, circuits and so we had we had people coming from you know two and a half three hours away to 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 make a trip down and deliver water and and gas a day after the storm had had cleared and then it has continued you know through this week that they're still doing the same thing so the people of god uh, have 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 stood up and been the people of god they they have surrounded uh, our churches uh, they've surrounded our pastors and and the goal is is that if as we get our pastors up and, and running after the storm, we get our congregations up and running after the storm, they can then serve their neighbors and, and their community. And so, you know, our, our pastors in the Southern District, they, many of them have been through this before. Many of them are brand new the last two years. And they've never been through a storm. And uh, they have just stood up and been the, the people of God that their congregations need and then that their, their communities need. And so as a district president, I'm just incredibly in, in shock and in awe of the, the, the work that our people and that our pastors have done. And uh, if, if we can have godly pride, then I, I am uh, godly proud of our pastors uh, and, and our, our, our people. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, through the, the Synod. So, you know, two weeks before Sally hit, we had Hurricane Laura uh, hit uh, on the other end of our district and, and, and really devastated the Lake Charles area. And we put out a, a cry for help and and the texas district sent chainsaw teams our 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 district did other districts but then i put out a a plea for people to uh to to help 
financially support the work that we're doing. And we've received uh, gifts from, you know, Montana and Washington and North Dakota and Virginia and the Southern District and all. I mean, all over our country, people who don't even know us in the Southern District responded to that and gave financially to be able to support our congregations, our pastors in their recovery so that they can then support their their neighbors and and their their community and share the gospel in the midst of of destruction. So for us uh, in the Southern District, that's that's what it's about, you know, is getting our shepherds up and running so they can shepherd their flocks, but then being able to take what God gives to us in word and sacrament on Sunday and be filled to overflowing with God's good gifts and then be able to go into the community and overflow those gifts to the community. Uh, and so we want to, to get our pastors going, we want to get our congregations going, but not just for us. We want to do it so that they can go into their communities, serve their neighbors uh, physically, materially, but serve them through the gospel and be able to share the, the, the reason that we have the hope and the peace that we do in the midst of destruction. So, yeah, very, very, very proud of, of our district, of our people, and very proud of our synod. You know, uh, just uh, it's good to be part of God's people. Visit the Southern District's page on Facebook. The photos show the extent of the damage. The need is clear, and Lutherans responded, as we always do. We live the gospel with our deeds. It's how we bear witness. We have a duty to help our neighbors. It's who we are and what we do as Lutherans. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.